Welcome back to another episode of These Are the Valleys. It's your girl Jasmine Cambridge here to spread some spiritual cheer, baby. Um, keep y'all up, uplift, encourage, all of that good stuff that y'all are used to by now. Today, I am not alone. Um, I bring a friend with me who I've known for almost seven years now. Crazy to say we're getting old, child. Um, but I want to introduce y'all to Jordan Roberts, a.k.a. Jojo, a.k.a. the boss and CEO of Mink by Jojo, um, which is an empire in its building stages, y'all. Like, get on the train before it leaves the station because Shorty is on her way. Um, we're just here to talk about her testimony because y'all know that it says in the word that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. So we're just here to encourage y'all to give y'all some insight while y'all are in the valley and just really show you where God can take you, the the heights that he can take you to um, after you come out of a valley, going into a valley, just throughout life. Um, and so her story is her story. It's not your story. It's not my story, but let it just be encouragement to show like what the hand of God on your life can do and what trusting in God can do for your life and what turning your business over to God can look like. Um, so yeah, y'all, she went from being a college dropout to being a six-figure earner at the tender age of 20, y'all. 20. She's currently 21 um, and still has her empire growing. Um, so she's soon to be a multi-million mogul, y'all. Multi-billionaire mogul. Like, stop playing with her. So <laughs> without further ado, um, I want to introduce JoJo. Hey y'all, how y'all doing today? Thank you so much, most importantly, Jasmine, for even considering me. I'm very honored to even speak on your podcast. Of course, any chance that I get to brag about God and tell my testimony, I'm just grateful and honored. And I know that it'll help whoever it's supposed to help. Right. Yeah. And absolutely. Thank you for coming on. Um, I was a lot of y'all don't know this, but originally this was supposed to be a testimony podcast um, where every episode I was supposed to have a guest sharing their testimony. But God was like, uh, uh-uh, girl, you need to talk. I gave you this podcast for you to run your mouth. OK, <laughs> um, but when I was asking him during those early stages, like, who do you want me to bring on? Who should I have? Like one of the first people that came to my spirit was you just because I know you that you're such a you're young, but like you're such a spiritually mature young lady and you don't play about God and God don't play about you. And so that's that's the vibes like that's <laughs> that's the whole vibes. So um, I just kind of want to get into your story a little bit. Um, can you just lead us into what, what, how did you get here? Okay. So, um, back in 2018, um, I remember I was telling you that I did a post about this the other day, mm -hmm. so it ain't no coincidence that you asking me this. So, um, back in 2018, um, I was having a conversation with my mom and about school. Like I knew I did not see myself going, not going to college. So I was having a conversation with her and she was like, you're not going to go to college. God said you're going to be a full time entrepreneur. So college is not don't even go start applying. Don't go looking. Mm. She's like, don't even take no tests. Like for what? And I was like, oh, no, nah, I'm going to take the test. I'm going to start looking. I already know where I want to go. And why every school that I applied to, I didn't get accepted. Mm. Literally every school that I had a, my heart's desire set on. 
I didn't go to. And what? I didn't get accepted. And what was your GPA? What was your accolades like? My GPA was a three five. I graduated with a three five. Mm. I had AB on the road the whole year. So in a sense, to me, I felt like I did twelve years of work for nothing. I was like. I felt like I put my blood, sweat, and tears literally in school, especially in high school, junior year to senior year, especially to not go to school. And I'm like, I'm not going. And when them college letters was coming in and it was like, I didn't get accepted. It was like, my heart was just like, like torn because Mm -hmm. I'm like, I know God, you know, you said I'm not going to school, but in this, in that time of my life, my faith wasn't at a level that it is now. Like I wasn't really more more so confident in my faith. I wasn't honestly confident in God. I wasn't like, I always pray. I always believed in God, but my faith was immature. That's real. It was like, how can I trust that I'm not going to go to school and I'm going to be successful, but society makes it to where you have to be successful, seeing like you have to be successful and you have to go to school in order to be successful. But it was like, I was depending on society and not depending on God. Mm. Girl, oh, so much good stuff I want to touch on. Um, I think one of the first things that stood out to me was the fact that the anti-cultural perspective, the spiritual perspective came from your mom first. I know for a lot of people, if you were to be like, oh, I'm not going to college, your parents are one of like, the last people to tell or like one of the people that are like, no, you need right, to go. Right. So what was that like for you? When I tell you, and I thought about that the other day when I was writing my post out, I was like, dang, God really like, he used my mom mm. because he know that sometimes parents can be very hard on you when it comes to school, but he confirmed it with my mom before he even confirmed it with me. Mm. So he had to let her know first, okay, she's not going to be the one to go to school. And I was the only child he told her that mm. about. Like, I'm a mom kids. I was the only one. He's like, she's not going to school. So you spoke on like, he didn't confirm it to you. So like, how did you get to that point? Was it like God kind of cornered you and you didn't have any other choice? Or was it something that you actually actively had to decide to follow? I, I felt like I, both. Mm. I felt like I was like, because when I was going to school, when I was in, I was at Atlanta Metro. That was the only school that was accepting people last minute. By the time I was trying to still go to school, everything was closed. Like I couldn't get in. So I was like, I'm going to go here, which I felt like it was a good decision for me because it would also save money. I wouldn't have to take out no loans. They they paid for it. So I was like, okay, since Hope paid for it, I got the Hope Scholarship. It's not gone because my sister actually did it. So she ended up commuting um, from Atlanta Metro to Clayton State. She don't own no student loans. Mm. So I said, okay, I'm going to do that same thing. And I'm not going to have to pay any student loans when I get, you know, out of school when I graduate. So I felt like um, after two months, I was, well, let me take that back. The first time I was kicked out. (laughs) Girl, what? (laughs) No, you need to elaborate. So um, mind you, you know, FAFSA, you got to make sure your FAFSA and everything is in Mm -hmm. order. You already know me, Jazz. Like I stay on top of my stuff. I stay ready. So I don't have to get ready. Like for real. So. When um when I got there, like the first week, they was like, my FAFSA not in order. And they was like, this stuff not adding up. I said, I did my FAFSA when it opened. Mm-hmm. When they opened when they opened it up for you to do it. I was like, I know my FAFSA is in order. And they pulled it up. They was like, we don't have nothing for you or nothing. I was like, 
Okay, so I went home, me and my auntie, we sat at the computer and we got it back together. Then the next day, they was like, it's still something going on, it's still something going on. So I had ended up eventually, you know, after a certain amount of time, they ended up kicking you out. So they ended up kicking me out. Wow. I reapplied to go again. And when I reapplied to go again, I had made my first F on my online class. Oh, my God. On the online class, I made my first F, and that's when I dropped out. Y'all... I just want y'all to understand y'all talking to two nerds like this this is y- y'all are listening to two honors gifted AP students from high school an F would literally kill I would drop out as well actually like, I was through like because this I, it'll sound crazy but the guy on the truth it wasn't an F in the class it was an F on the assignment but mm. when I finished the assignment it was an A and I went back into the computer it was an F Mm. So I was like, "What?" Child. And I, in a sense, I wish I would have took a picture of that because it's it's really like something that's unbelievable. But I was like, "Huh?" And I said, "You know what, God? Maybe this you're talking to me. I'm I'm going to drop out. I want to drop out the next day." Absolutely. And and that was something that was sticking out to me is like when you are working against the hand of God, there is no prosperity. It's no it's no, no prosperity. prosperity. I can literally hear in your story how God is just like, "No, no, literally. no." And I just wrote in my post, like, when I was on the way to school every day, that's all God was saying to me. No, no, mm. no. Like, literally, on the way to school every day. My mom took me to school with no problem. My parents were like, we're going to support whatever decision you make. Every day she got up, took me to school. I was there from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. every day, like, trying to get my fast together. Like, it was a lot going on. Mm. And I was mentally drained, too. I think that caused mm-hmm. me to just go ahead and make the decision. Then I, they didn't have my FAFSA together, so I was coming out my pocket for books and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm, I'm really over this. Yeah, and, I, and, and it's powerful because this is what it looks like when you try to force your way against God. There's no way to work right. against God. And then just look at how much you had to do to try to force something right. to work God, that God wasn't even on it. I had to pay for my own books. Exactly. Like, okay, since you go to school, you're gonna pay for your own books. Exactly. And it's crazy because like when God aligns something in your life, when He orders your steps, you don't have to fight like that. Like right. you don't have to be mentally drained, physically drained, because God gives you what my pastor calls the pace of grace. Right. You don't have to like struggle and fight and grind and tooth and nail and struggling and right. getting it out the mud. And his favor was not on me there at all. No. Like I was so mentally, like mentally I was so drained, but I still had this, that fear in the back of my mind. I was like, I have to keep pushing because I need something to follow on. That's how, that's yeah. How so let's get into let's get into like why you were fighting it so hard. Like, what was the reason that you were like, mm, I'm gonna go to school. Mm, I'm gonna keep going. Mm, I'm gonna reapply. Mm, I'm right. gonna keep <laughs> like you literally were fighting so hard. Why? I was I was fighting so hard, and it wasn't like I had a passion to go to school though. And that's mm. why I understand like things that I have a passion for. Like what I do now, I fight for it. Like. But I felt like I was fighting so hard because, like I said, I felt like I worked too hard not to go to school. And I also felt like in the back of my head, like society has made it to where we have to. They think they make us think that we have to go to school to be successful. And that's how I was thinking. Like I was really in a complacent in the box mindset because most of the multimillionaires, billionaires, we see they ain't step foot on the college campus, mm-hmm. but I was like, and the crazy part about it is I was going to school and majoring in business management. So I was going to be doing what I'm doing now, but I just felt like I was so stuck that I was like, okay, I just need a degree to follow on mm-hmm. if what I'm doing now doesn't work out. But God made it to where I was in school all day that I couldn't even work on my business. Mm-hmm. So he, he made me choose. You got right. 
it's it's you're gonna choose because what I was doing with services is one like I was shipping out products and stuff like that. I had to actually be there to mm-hmm. perform the service. So it was like God was making it to where okay, you're gonna be in school all day and since this is what you want to do, you're gonna be here all day and by the time you get out, it's gonna be time to go to bed. <laughs> and and the Holy Spirit just like said a couple things to me while you were talking as well. Like you don't need a backup plan for God's plan. Right. You don't. You don't need a backup plan for God's plan at all. And it also makes me think about like how you, it seems like you were trying to like qualify yourself for what you were doing. And it just reminds me of like the common saying, like God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. And (laughs) like, you know, I've done that as well. Um, Even before I started like Bible study and stuff like that. uh, I was talking to my friend. I was just like, oh, I need to, I need to read the whole Bible before I start this. Like I need to go to seminary school. I need to this. I need to that. Trying to qualify yourself, trying to make it make sense. Already qualified. Exactly. And the thing is like, we often like find ourselves trying to like make it make sense on our end because we're like, oh, it's going to make sense. Like I can, I can, the only way I can go into business is if I have a degree and have the understanding right. and the education as opposed to just allowing God to put his hand on it. That's how he gets the glory. Right. And see, the crazy part about it is that you said it like going to school about business and get a degree in business and learn about business. I know the stuff that I learned from my mentor, I would have never learned in school mm. because it's people that's teaching curriculums and they're teaching curriculums and they don't even have a business. Right. And I was watching Do- Dr. Miles Monroe one day and he was saying that he was in college and he was like that he came into class and his professor was like, I'm going to teach you guys how to become a millionaire. And he asked his professor, are you a millionaire? This was his business class. And he said he dropped out of college that next day. Mm. Yeah, child. <sighs> College. It's the curriculum. Y'all teach a curriculum, but y'all not really, y'all not really legit mm. in in business. You're just teaching what the what the government tell you to teach. Mm. And, and and that's so interesting. Like that's where our God is so strategic in in what who He places in our lives, right. whose path He allows us to cross, because there's so much value in wise counsel, right. so much value mm. in getting with people that are where you want to be, like. Um, the prophets learn from other prophets right. or they get it straight from God. They're not going to people who aren't in that situation or aren't exactly. in that industry mm-hmm. or aren't in that profession or don't have that gift. It doesn't make any sense to learn from someone like that. Exactly. Not saying, you know, all college professors are idiots. And if you're in college right now, you should just drop out because yeah, there's no point. I'm not Absolutely not. to drop out. Right. And like we were saying in the beginning, like everyone's path is not your right. path. It's not my path. Right. Because I went to college. I enjoyed myself. It was great. You know, right. <laughs> it was wonderful. I had a great time. Um, but again, what God has for you is what God has for you. Right. And uh-huh. the plans that he has for you is to prosper you. So the things that he has to prosper you doesn't mean that that's going to be my plan. And that's what's going to prosper me. Right. Mm-hmm. So I love that. And I tell people all the time, like I get so many DMs, especially from people, you know, we don't went to school with. They always like, how you did this? How mm-hmm. you did that? Y'all don't even want to do the work that it take behind the closed doors. Y'all just see mm-hmm. the finished product, but y'all don't see tears. Y'all don't see the hard work. Y'all don't see the stand up late trying to make sure a program done. Y'all don't see when clients asking for refunds when it's non refundable. Mm-hmm. Y'all don't. Y'all don't see when people don't actually show up to a class that they paid a deposit on. Like this stuff that has happened to me. Like right. I don't had people not show up to a class literally, and people they want what you have. But they don't want to do what it's willing to take 
They don't want, they want the good in what you have, not the bad in what you have. And mm-hmm. everybody be like, oh, how you did this? How you did that? Y'all don't even want to get in covenant with God. You think you're going to really be, you can be prosperous, mm-hmm. but you're not going to be as prosperous as you can be if you're not in covenant with God. Absolutely. Because the Bible does say like the things that God has for you, the things that God has planned for you is infinite and, infinitely and abundantly more than you can ask, think, or imagine. imagine like. Right. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So, yeah. Okay, right. cool. You can do that. Right. Little money. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, little bank. Yeah, that's cool. But, like, what God had planned for you was, like, if infinitely times whatever you can dream, whatever exactly. you had planned for yourself. So, yeah. Um, are there any lessons that you feel like you learned earlier? Um, anything that you wish you would have done sooner or... Sought after God for Honestly, earlier. I do. I do wish like my my relationship back then with God was where it is now. Mm. Um, like I said, I was very much immature. I was still doing what I want to do. I wasn't. I was always locked in with God, but I felt like in a sense I was immature in a lot of ways. Like. A lot of ways. Absolutely. And I I didn't really just take my covenant as serious as I do now. I grew up in church. I go to church every Sunday. But people think because you go to church, you have a covenant relationship with God. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that there's so many people who go to church and they don't have a covenant relationship with God. And I had to get to a point where I also feel like that if any lessons that I wish I or anything that I wish I would have did, I if. If I could go back, I would have started my business in high school. Mm. I would have. Most definitely. That's something that I talk about daily. Like I'd be telling my my family, like, I wish I would have went back and started my um business in high school. But I really get into the point where I understand that God's perfect timing is just about to say timing. that. So Facts. I just let it ride. But I really, really, if that's something that I could go back and change, I would have started my business in high school. Mm. And so I love that because I think for me, I think we shared that part of our life experience where it's like, I grew up in the church. I went to church every Sunday, but I didn't have a personal relationship with God. And like you were saying earlier, I wasn't confident in God. Like, I love God, but it was almost obligatory. Like, Mm -hmm. I couldn't really define for you why I loved God. Like, I love God because you're supposed to love God. What you mean? And so Mm -hmm. in your journey to like spiritual maturity, uh, maturity, not to spiritual maturity, but in spiritual maturity, what practical steps do you do now or what habits or routines do you do now to like strengthen that relationship, build that confidence in God that you weren't doing before? Right. Okay. So I want to say every day, but every other day I do make sure that I get up first thing in the morning. I think, you know, thank you Lord for waking me up this morning. Make sure that I talk to God when I wake up. Um, I make sure I pray. And then um, I also make sure I watch a sermon Mm. because um, I want to say every day, but I do pray more than I don't pray. Mm. I'm going to say that I pray more than I don't pray. Sometimes it, I do get distracted with daily stuff. So sometimes I do, you know, um, not forget, forget to pray. But one thing about it, every day I do talk to God. Even if I do forget to, you know, just simmer down and pray, I do talk to him every day. But um, I try to make sure I watch a sermon, something like to feed me spiritually, something to help me keep going because People don't understand entrepreneurship is not, you know, an easy game. And I feel like sometimes mentally I be emotionally drained a lot because I feel like sometimes I get too connected to it. And God be like pulling me, pulling me back into reality. Like you're not supposed to be connected to the process because whatever process that I'm taking you through, 
it's needed. You're going to get to wherever you need to get anyway, but you don't need to be emotionally attached. You need to stay in connection with me. And I also feel like um, that when I do that, it gives me a sense of comfort because like I said, mentally, I be drained a lot of times. Like I be having days. It's like people, people will see how you are and they'll see your business. And they're like, oh, I want to, you know, I want this. I want that. No, you don't. <laughs> you really don't. Like when you really get it and, you know, you start off, you start going through it mentally. It's like, what do you do next? Like, because you can't fight spiritual battles with natural things. Facts. And that's when I had to learn. Like my mom used to always tell me. I'm not, you know, I can't build a relationship with God for you. I can't, Mm. you know, be your mediator between you and God. Like, you have to build a relationship yourself with God. So it wasn't until, like, I started really, like, building my own relationship with God. And it's like, when I started talking to God more, I used to question myself if I even heard from him. Like, I used to think I I was talking to myself. I'm like, I'm talking to myself. But even, like, when I started spending time with God more, I really started being able to notice notice his voice. Mm-hmm. And then I had got to a point where when I started reading the word more, that's when I really started hearing from him more. And I had found myself the other day. I was like, I've been slacking on doing my daily routines. I had just checked myself. I said, because accountability is the you know the biggest thing that you can do for yourself. Right. I always try to make sure I stay on top of my game and I call myself out. So don't so can't nobody call me out. Can't nobody check me. I don't like nobody calling me out. So I try to call myself out before I can give anybody a chance to call me out. So I just said, told myself, like, I got to make sure that I stay on it and stay focused because I do understand that where I am mentally and the only person that can give me peace in any and everything that I do is God. Absolutely. And there's definitely two things that I want to talk about. I'm going to come back to like hearing from God. I'm going to come back to that because I know in the valley is so hard It is to hold on to God's word that he's giving you. But I do want to go back to what you were saying about being emotionally and mentally drained. Um, And even back to God pulling you away from the process. Sometimes when God gives us something to steward over, Mm -hmm. we can kind of get to a point where it becomes our idol. And we can get to a point where we cherish the business or the podcast or the book or whatever. We start cherishing that more than our relationship with God. So what was that like for you? Like that moment of realization, like, oh, like I'm doing too much. Let me pull back. What was that like for you and God? I was having a conversation with Jameer and I was telling him, I was like, I don't know why I feel so like emotionally attached to this stuff Mm. because I found myself like I'll be sitting in the bed. And out of nowhere, like a spirit of like fear trying to attach itself to me or a spirit of depression. I'm like, um, where is this come from? Well, I know who's coming from, mm-hmm. but I'm like, nothing has happened. That's an illusion. Nothing, nothing has happened. I'm like, now thoughts running in my head, like how I'm going to do this, where I'm going to get this from, how my business going to do this, where is my business going to go? My, I'm like, but I was just good. Right. Like, I was just working on my program. I was doing good. And then all of a sudden, this spirit of fear trying to attach itself to me. I'm like... How how did the shot to get here when I was just good at first? But it's like that mentally, that mental type emotional drain. Like you get so attached to the process. And when you really, really have a true passion for what you do, you'll do. I felt like I was trying to do anything to make it work. Mm. And I don't have to do anything to get God to move back because he already moved. And that's what I felt like I was doing. I felt like I was trying to get in God way and like, you know, shift his plans. OK, well, I, if I do this, you will do this. And. 
God, that's not God. He's not a tick for tack God. Right. Like he don't, you don't have to do anything to get him to do nothing because it's already done. Mm-hmm. But I felt like I was getting in my own way because I was being so emotionally drained. And it was causing me to literally get in, get in moods that I wouldn't even be in. Like I just sit in the bed and I'd be like, I don't feel like doing nothing. And I, I really was like, I'll be like, like the other day, I was like, forget this business stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't even care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, forget this stuff. Like this, I said, this stuff be taking too much of my my um peace but god was just telling me like let go of the process like mm. you gotta stop trying to hold on to what it is now because of what you want it to be and he was telling me like learn how to be content with your portion now mm. if you learn how to be content with your portion now I would be able to bless you with more. And I felt like I wasn't being content. I felt like I was really being ungrateful for mm-hmm. where I am. Cause like God was telling me when I was doing that video, I don't know if you've seen it, but I was on this video and God was like, remember every year I didn't allow you to stay stuck in the same place. Every year was a level up year for you. So I was like, wow. So it made me just come into Thanksgiving. Cause I was like, okay, God, I, I have been very, very ungrateful mm-hmm. for where I am. Like, Cause I was just thinking, God, at least I'm not where I started. So that's right. enough for me to continue to keep pressing, keep holding on. Because if you don't do nothing else for me, you don't been good to me. Right. And I love that. I think in the Valley, sometimes it can get difficult for us to count the blessings that we already have. have right. Um, and always looking at what we're lacking or the spirit of greed gets on us or uh, the spirit of like lack and trying to provide for ourselves and be our own provider. Like one thing I have learned about God in the Valley, baby, God is a provider. Like that's just, right. that's not something that church people are just saying. And I do feel like in my past I would say the last three, four months, God has really shown me like, wow, like you really are who you say you are. You like, are, that's right. crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy and to people, me. People think, you know, sometimes providing with God means, you know, your financial needs. But I wasn't in need financially. I was in need of peace. Mm. Like he'll provide peace. He'll provide you know, restoration, deliverance, anything that you need, it doesn't have to be financial. financial. I was in need of peace. I was like, God, just give me peace because yeah. I cannot keep getting emotionally attached because if anybody know me, like anybody that really know me know I work so hard. Like mm-hmm. I work very, very hard and I don't, I don't shortcut nothing. Yeah. I don't ask nobody for no handouts. You'll never see me in nobody DM. You'll never hear about me in mm-hmm. nobody DM asking, oh, how you do this? Can you help me do this? I will pay you. Like I pay people. I don't believe in trying to get something for nothing for people or trying to get anything for free or even asking anybody for handouts. God has been so good to me that my mentor was sent to my church. He's a member of my church. Mm. And that's how I met him. He's the most I met. He's a member of my church. Mm. That's how I met him. So like God knows the people that is supposed to be in place to help you go to that next dimension, whether it's spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially. He knows the people that's supposed to, you know, be in place and the people that's supposed to help push you into that next that next level in your life. But I just had to learn to be patient like I ask God every day, just give me an overflow of patience while I'm in my waiting season. Because mm-hmm. it can be it can be very weary. Girl. Like sometimes you see people on social media like all these scammers, all these I'm like, they look like, like they're living good. Right? Look, that's the look. And God would be like, that that's the deception. Mm-hmm. You know, they look like they living good, but they can't even put fifty dollars in their gas tank and they driving luxury cars. Like, so it's like stuff like that. Like I know. In 2021, I was believing in God for a lot of stuff that did not happen. And I was like, I had a mental breakdown. I was like, when I tell you, I was like, you know what? 
Forget all of this. I don't care. I was upset. That's real. I was upset. I was very upset. I wasn't mad at God. I was more so like, what didn't I do? Mm. Like, that's what I, I had to like, Did it, was my faith not where it's supposed yeah. to be? Like, I was asking God, like, what did I do to not get what I had been praying for? And then when you see people on social media again, what you pray for, you're like, yeah. oh, God, dang, like, mm-hmm. what have I done? What about me? But God was just reminding me delay is not a denial. Mm-hmm. And he was just telling me perfect timing. And he was just telling me what you pray for, you can go get now. You can go get it now, mm-hmm. but it's not what you want. Mm-hmm. You don't want that. You want a specific type of thing. Mm-hmm. And you can go, you got the money, you can go get it now, cash. But that's not what you wanted. So God was just reminding me like it takes, for special orders, it takes time. Mm-hmm. So I felt like this year, I feel like now, like, I don't got to a point, even if it don't happen this year, I'm good. Like, it's it's okay. Like, right. I just told myself this year that I wasn't going to let, let my faith be shaken or let my faith grow weary. I was going to continue to do what's right because it's right. And my mom always tell me, you got to know that whatever you do for God will always last. Absolutely. And I know that if God give it to me, can't nobody take it from me. So if I got to keep waiting, God, for your perfect timing, then I'm cool with it. Absolutely. I love that. And I think for me, like one of the things that really stands out about that whole thing is how (laughs) I think sometimes as Christians, I know, let me not speak for anybody else but myself. I have gotten to the point where it's like, okay, God, I'm serving you. I'm reading my Bible. I'm watching sermons. I'm doing everything I'm supposed to be doing. I'm supposed to be getting all my blessings. You know what I'm saying? Like you think it's it's transactional and it's not like, I hate to say it, no, I love to say it, actually. Um, God don't owe you nothing. He don't. And he I used don't. to be the type of person to be like, okay, I'm doing all this. Like, I deserve, I deserve. Right. And literally, on one of the Bible studies, someone said, no, what you deserve is to go to hell. What you deserve is just condemnation, shame. That's what Jesus came for. It's right. to literally take us away from I what we deserve. Like that, like, he did take everything that we did. He took what did we deserve. Right. You deserve to be on that cross. That was supposed to be your, your destiny. Right. That was what you deserve. So you sitting here covered by the grace, covered in favor, protected, your family right. healthy in the middle of a pandemic. All these other blessings that you have, and I'm talking about I deserve, I deserve. Right. Think about how crazy mm-hmm. we are. We are crazy. And that's what God was telling me. Like He was like, I allowed you to go to a new level financially mm. in the midst of a pandemic. Look how many businesses shut down. Child. Look how many businesses shut down. And one thing I will tell, you know, people, people, everybody want a successful business, but people don't like giving. You got to be a giver. You can't be yeah. stingy. Like, one thing about me, I'm a bit tired of, like, whatever I make, I'm giving it 10% or more every month. Like, I told God, like, my goal this year, I want to be able to, you know, give 100 k. That's, mm-hmm. like, that's one of my biggest goals that I want to be able to do this year. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just asking God, increase my ties, because if you increase my ties, then that means you're increasing mm-hmm. my financial resources. Right. So, I'm not asking you for money i'm just asking you to increase my ties right even and people think that you know like we talk about it all the time like people think that giving is just money it could be your time it could be your gifts it could be your knowledge like Mm -hmm. i go to speak at events and stuff and i give my knowledge my gift for free so it's like i was just like telling people like they're like how you do this how you get here give you can't be stingy people be wanting to build multi-billion dollar million dollar businesses 
But y'all selfish. Mm-hmm. You don't give. You don't even. How in the world could you not honor God with what you make when God is the one that gave you the gifts? And all he did was ask for 10. 10%. Absolutely. And I know like that's a huge kingdom pr- principle is generosity. Right. And, generosity. you know, let me say this, because I don't want y'all to think well, I ain't making no six figure business. So I don't listen. I don't told y'all I was at a point where I was making seven hundred dollars a month last year. A month total. Total. Like crazy, but I'm not hesitating. I still came out my check, y'all. And Lord, strike me down right now if I'm lying. Came out my check, took 10% out of my check, of course, to tithe, took another 10% out of my check, put it in cash, handing it out to homeless when I see them in the streets of Atlanta. Part of my purpose is helping homeless. Like, I already know that. Mm -hmm. God's already given that to me. So, it's not hard for me to put myself in a position of generosity. Right, right. Even with the little that you have, the Bible says he that is faithful with little will be faithful with much. Right. Because like, God ain't never looking at, you know, the amount. He look at the intent of your heart. So right. if you gave it from a genuine heart, that's all that matters. But you have people who don't give cheerfully. Like they give grudgingly. If you got to give grudgingly to God, keep it. You yeah. know, like it ain't even no point of you giving it because God don't need your money anyway. Mm-hmm. God don't. God doesn't need our money, and neither is He asking for it. But we give it to Him and or and honor Him, and also so our well can never run dry. A lot of people be like, "Why I, I'm going through it financially? You're not a you're not a giver. Mm-hmm. You want to hold on to a dollar. You want to hold on to a hundred dollars. You can't take that stuff with you anyway." And the thing is, like, if you truly believe that God is your source and God is a provider and God is the the reason that you have anything there's no reason to hold on to it because you know god will give it back exactly and it's not even that's not even what the the principle is about like oh i'm gonna give 20 dollars so i can get 40 right like you know people it. love to to use that uh scripture like uh give and it shall be given unto you press down shake it again and run but it over shall not, man put it into your bosom but, but people gotta realize that's not a tithing scripture and that's it's also a, not that's a that's a saying you gonna get whatever you that too. What you reap is, I mean, what you sow is right, what you reap. Exactly. Um, and then even beyond that, like you may not reap in the same way that you sow. Mm-hmm. You can give money and receive back favor. You can give knowledge and get back right. patience. But you can people get, mm-hmm. also have to realize that you got to pay attention to where you sow because mm. if it's not good ground, not going to reap. That's true because you could think about the parable of the seed going into the different types of soil and how there was a rocky soil and how mm-hmm. there was, you know, the dry soil and then how there was the fertile and fruitful soil. Right. And then even going back to tithing, it reminds me of that story where uh, Jesus was in the temple and people were tithing and like all the rich people were throwing like all their money and stuff. <laughs> like I'm making it rain in here. Uh, uh, uh. And right. the lady comes in and just empties her coin purse and he tells the disciples, out of everyone here, she gave the most. And they're like, what? She just gave three cents. Right. And he's it's like, your it's your heart it's posture. It's your heart posture that matters. A lot of people feel like, I'm going to do this to get God to do something. Like, yeah. you don't have to do nothing to get God to do nothing. Like, it's already done. And the thing that gets me about that as well is, God knows your heart. Right. So you can't sit here and deceive God. Deceive. You can't sit here and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to keep $10 and then he going to give me a honey. I got him. Oh, exactly. yeah. Like, what? God is rolling his eyes at exactly. you. He's seeing no all. Like, it's it's no hiding nothing None. from him. But what get me with people, they'll rather, they'll do stuff in front of people. Well, not they'll mm-hmm. not want to do stuff in front of people, but to do it in front of God. Mm-hmm. Like, y'all scared to do something in front of people, but God watching 24-7. 24/7. But yeah, like, when it comes to tithing, like, people have a wrong relationship with money. Once you understand... True. 
It works for those who work it. I say tithing works for those who work it, but people have such a negative negative thought or negative understanding when it comes to tithing. But church they don't just even, want my money. Right. Like the church Girl. got <laughs> Like, y'all don't mind going to get these celebrities who won't even take a picture with y'all in public if they saw y'all, y'all money. So, like, bye. So, mm-hmm. I feel like that I'm very, very blessed because I am a giver. That's my business is where it is now because of my seeds that I've sold from honoring God with everything that I make from my business. Absolutely. Even not even just money, my gifts, my talents, just giving it for free. Mm hmm. I love that. So for the people in the valley in an area where like God is calling them to something that's scary. What gave you the faith, the courage? Like, I know you were backed into a corner, but that doesn't mean that you still had to make the decision. Like right, you could have yeah. still to this day been fighting tooth and nail at Atlanta Metro. Exactly. <laughs> so what what gave you that encouragement? Um, and how did you see yourself through that early season? Because I know that early season is not it's not it's easy. hard. It's very hard. Like I was depressed. Mm. I was so I was so depressed mentally, but I will say you gotta be surrounded by people who can pour into you. Mm. Like my parents, my friends, like you got to be surrounded by people who can push you. Like, because if you don't have a lifeline, you're going to spiritually die. Like right. if you don't have a lifeline, like, but I'm surrounded by my support system is so strong. They so a one, like they're not going to allow nothing to attack me spiritually. Like, especially, especially my mom, like she, True prayer, Come on, prayer warrior. warrior. Right. True <laughs> prayer warrior. Like she not like every single day. She she knows like it was it was very bad for me. Like every single day I just close my door. I sit in my bed and I just sit. She'll bust in my room. You still in here letting the devil torment you? You still in here letting mm. the devil talk to you? Like she'll just bust in my room every day. Like and I just be sitting there. She's like, get yourself together. I don't know why you just keep letting this devil just talk to you. You need to talk back. She's like, talk back. That's and fact. I was like. And mind you, at this time, I still wasn't like spiritual mature. Mm-hmm. I wasn't like, I ain't know what to say. I knew what to say, but I didn't know specific stuff to say. Like, she was like, you got to get up and you got to, she was like, you got to do it yourself. I can't be the one to keep coming in here and, you know, doing, you know, trying to make sure that you good or speaking on your behalf. And it's like, now that I got to a point where I, I be busting in her room. Oh, right. what's wrong with you? Like, <laughs> what, you, what you doing? Like, I be busting in her room, but we each other accountability partners, mm-hmm. but I promise you, like literally, your your the people that you're around, if they cannot pour into you, if they cannot pick up when you sad, when you depressed, like get away from them. When you being tormented, you gotta cut them off. I was so my support system is so big, like from my dad, from my mom to my auntie to my siblings. Like they're not going, they wasn't gonna allow nothing to drown mm-hmm. me. And, and one thing that I definitely want to add for some people, because I know. In my valley season, per, uh, personally, I went through a period of isolation. Like yeah. God removed a lot of people from my circle or my vicinity for a while. And I just want to point out, like, you don't have to have 50 million troops to be supported. Right. You don't have to have, you know, a big family and right. lots of friends. Because I know a lot of us go through that season of dang near alone. Right. You know what I'm alone. saying? Mm-hmm. But Quality over quantity. That's right. all I have quality to say. Over quality, quality over quantity. And, and people, God knows what he's doing right. with your circle. And people, most importantly, you can trust. Yeah. People who ain't go, oh, you know, she going through this. He going mm-hmm. through that. Like, I would just talk to them. They going through this. And like, I just feel like when you have people who you can trust, 
it makes it even better because you can be a no limit soldier all on your own. Like you can be a no limit soldier all on your own. But when you have people there to show you, okay, I've been here. Mm-hmm. Let me show you how I mm-hmm. came through this, how I came through that. Because it's always it's somebody's story is worse than yours. Mm-hmm. So somebody valley has been worse than yours. Mm-hmm. Deeper. Deeper, you know, worse. So darker. Exactly. So I just had to get to a point where I, I, even though I had them, I did felt like I was isolated. Like, and you know, that's the trick of the enemy. And going back to what you were saying before, um, I heard this quote one time that has always stuck with me. The battle is already won. The only way that you lose is if you don't even fight right. or you quit. Right. And your mom, what she said to you is so powerful because it's just like, you still letting the devil torment you? Like, no, for real. Like, right. you right. have... The victory belt already. You already right. have won the championship cup, but it's just all about are you even going to run the race? Right. So um, when you got to the point of like building your spiritual maturity and fighting back, um, because you know the Bible says the weapons uh, that we fight with are not carnal, right? right? Mm-hmm. They're spiritual. And so how did you spiritually fight? What scriptures or words or resources did you use? Well, one of the scriptures that I stood on, Benny, but... One of my favorite scriptures is Philippians 4 and 13. Mm. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I said the other day, I've been telling myself I was going to go ahead and get that scripture tatted for so long. <laughs> I need to go ahead and do it. Um, but that's one of my favorite scriptures. But that scripture just around me, like I can really overcome anything. Like I can really do anything I put my mind to. And most importantly, I can do whatever God say I can do. Mm-hmm. And I was also standing on um, Philippians Four and nineteen, um, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That's one of my favorite scriptures. I was standing on that one because I, you know, in order for you to know what you have a right to, you gotta read the word. Facts. Like a lot of people are like, well, I'm going through it, I don't know what scripture read. You gotta read. So um I had to get into a place where I started reading. Like I was like, I gotta know what I have a right to because right. I need to I need to focus on like during this depression, during this that tormenting time, I was like, okay, I need to focus on what scriptures can help me overcome this. And I was also standing on um we walk by faith and not by sight because I was really walking by sight. I was like, God, I'm but God mm-hmm. was just telling me like just because you have sight don't mean you have vision. Ooh. Like, and I was Say like, that again. just because you have sight don't mean you have vision. He was like, um, he was just saying that eyes that see are coming, but eyes that have vision are rare. Hey. I was like, oh, okay. So I was walking in sight, but I wasn't walking in vision. Yeah. And the Bible does say where there is no vision, the people perish. perish right. So I was like, oh, wow. And then I started reading books. I started getting into Dr. Miles Monroe real heavy. I was reading his books and didn't even know he was dead. My mom had oh, Lord. I didn't even know he was dead. <laughs> My mom, she was like, you know, he died in a plane crash. And I said, what? Yikes. And I have a, I don't like reading people stuff that don't die. It's, it seemed uneasy to me mm. or something like. And I was like, but honestly, when I read that book, that's when I started hearing from God the most. So that's when I like Which really um, Dr. Miles Monroe, the principles and powers of vision. Mm. I was like, dang, like I, God was literally talking to me the whole entire time reading that book. And he was just saying to me, like, because he was Dr. Miles Monroe was saying something like that. You need to, you know, um, God made us perpetually rare. And he was like that. Nobody is like you. And God was telling me that. So in order 
to fulfill your purpose and fulfill your vision, you got to come back to your high-end designer. Absolutely. And I was like, oh, so you my high-end designer. Hey. Okay. Okay, so you created me and it ain't nobody like me, so you right. my high-end designer. So I was like, oh, all right. And then another scripture I stood on, I want to say I was standing on, um, what's the scripture? Um, Cast all my cares, cast all your cares on me for I care for you. That's one, because I have a problem with, Holding my cares in, mm. holding the pressure. Like I'll take the pressure. I'll take it. I won't fold on it, but I'll take it. Like I'll take the pressure. I have a problem with just bearing all the pressure on myself and not giving it to God. Right. And I think that was another thing that was attacking my peace, like mm. making me be depressed and making me feel tormented because I just was letting the pressure be just literally just letting the pressure stay on me. Right. But I wasn't casting all of my cares on God. And most importantly, I wasn't taking the limits off of myself. Mm. And I wasn't taking the limits off him either. So I was just putting limits on myself and putting limits on him. Like, okay, I'm not going to ask for this because I don't, I don't really know if you could do that or I'm not going to ask it. But I had to just get to a point where now all of my prayers is only things, only things God can do. Hey, if they don't scare you, they ain't big enough. Yeah. They scare me. Like, yeah. Like the stuff that I got on my vision board, I'm like, ooh, like <laughs> how I'ma do that? Yeah, I'm like God, only you can do that because in 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 human perspective, it would be impossible, right? It would be impossible, but all things are possible for God. Nothing Period. is impossible for Him. What Period. may be impossible for man is possible for Him to do. And I was like, all this stuff I wrote on my vision board, it's like how how, but. But God is not my job to figure out the how. Hey. This is my job to do what I'm supposed to do and keep, you know, working towards what I'm supposed to do. Because at the end of the day, it truly really is already done. It's just a matter of time when God released the blessing. Absolutely. I love that. I love that. Um, I feel like we we rap. Like, I feel like that's that. Like, lead the folks with something. Let them know where they can find you, how they can reach out to you, if you have any last words for these folks. I do. Um, most importantly, when it comes to um, you building your business or you doing anything, X out negativity. When I was first starting out, I find myself like, in a in a situation where I used to respond to negativity, I used to like if I if I felt like anybody was throwing that shade Clayco. at me, that Clayco. I felt like anybody was throwing shade at me on social media. I'm responding, especially because when I first started doing lashes, it was oh everybody want to do lashes. Oh everybody want to do. All of a sudden, when I want to start doing it, everybody want to start doing lashes, and everybody want to do this, and everybody do want to do that. But everybody had already been doing lashes, mm-hmm. but because it was me, now oh everybody want to do this. But them same people. Who will be shading you on social media? Or <laughs> be the same people that'll be in your DM asking for help and there's no cap. Like being your DM, I need help. How you did this? How you did that? Ignore like negativity because those same people, they're gonna be coming back to you. Like, I wanna know how you did this. I need help with this. I need help with that. Same unsupported people mm-hmm. that be showing fake love. At first they was haters and now they fans. Mm-hmm. Like same people. You went from my biggest fan to my biggest hater. Hey, I said it bad. They give me the sign with you, but I had I too, too much, much paper. paper. Stop playing. <laughs> yeah, in real life. But I just feel like most importantly, don't don't respond to people because God will literally bless you in the presence of your enemies. He'll make your enemies your footstool. reach out, your footstool and he'll literally make your enemies. They'll be having to come to you mm-hmm. for help. But I just feel like most importantly, like I said, don't respond to the shade, to the hate, because them same people be wishing they had your spot and they don't even know what it takes to get it. 
And one thing about it, if you're a hater, you'll never prosper. If you're jealous of somebody, you're too close to being a murderer. And that's what God says. You jealous, you might as well be a murderer. Um, but don't hate on nobody. You know, your race is your race. Your journey mm-hmm. is your journey. I stand firm in who I am. I don't try to be like nobody else. I don't try to ride nobody else's wave. I do me unapologetically. It's really just me and God and my journey. And I'm just learning to enjoy my process, but I never get comfortable with where I'm at because I don't believe in being comfortable. I believe in stepping out of my comfort zone and, you know, just tearing down the walls of containment because I don't I don't like being boxed in. You know, now that I have grew, I really don't. I want to step out. Like, I want to do more. Don't be afraid to step out on your goals. Don't be afraid of men's faces. Do not be afraid of people's faces. Do not be afraid to be bold and confident in what you do. And most importantly, don't be afraid to, you know, just step out into the deep. You got to do what you got to do. And you got to make sure that you do it unapologetically. Don't try to do anything for people. Because people ain't got no heaven to hell to put you in at the end right. of the day. But do everything that you do unto God and it will last. But most importantly, make sure that whatever you're doing, you're doing it because God told you to do it. I see people all the time. They're like, oh, I'm start this business. I remember when the, um, when the, um, what was coming out? It was some, the grapes, the grapes was trending. Mm. And everybody was just hopping on the grapes wave. Where they at now? Where y'all do? Like the originals. It's still doing it because people was jocking them. The original still doing it, but the people that was doing it, if they ain't doing it no more. Like I don't, I don't believe in jumping on something or doing something that you see somebody else doing it and you see it working for them. It's my dad. I always say it's the difference between a good idea and a god idea. Ooh. What may be a good idea. It's just a good idea, but a God idea is going to be prosperous for you. A lot of these people, they wonder why their business is not prosperous or why they don't or why they keep jumping from wave to wave or hype to hype because it's a good idea. It's not a God idea for you. You ain't sat down and just talk to God about what it is that he's supposed to or whatever, whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing, because nine times out of 10, you never know if you're supposed to have a business. If God wants you to have a business and that. That be the the part that hurt the most when God mm-hmm. tell you what what you're not supposed to do mm-hmm. and you want to do it. So just make sure that you stand firm in your your goals, your morals, your standards, and stay true to you. And don't be out here trying to be like nobody else. And don't be out here being envious of anybody else because what God has for you is going to make its way to you. But if you a hater, he not he not gonna bless you. God don't bless haters. And Period. that's that. Period. But um, y'all can go follow me on Instagram <laughs> at underscore Mink by Jojo, M-I-N-K-E-D-B-Y-J-O-J-O. And that's it. Yes. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Um, I'm sorry, y'all, if it get a little jumpy in here. Literally, the enemy has been stopping our recording like mid-sentence. He don't want this to jump off, but it's going to jump off regardless. Like, he ain't got nothing to do with that. Well, he can't destroy, he going to distract, and he ain't distracting nothing this way. Exactly. So, um, I love y'all. I will see y'all on another episode. I hope y'all got something, and stay strong in the valley. Bye.